Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're breaking down Season 3, Episode 15, Necromancing the Stone. Make sure you have your favorite alcoholic drink of choice close at hand, because you're going to be drinking a lot of it through the course of this episode. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I will never not think of uh, Dave Childman (laughs) right here in this song. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show right here on After Buzz TV. Breaking down every episode of season three of Legends of Tomorrow, airing Monday nights at 8 o'clock. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Marin. I'm Dave Child. (laughs) I'm Lex Michael. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. And, of course, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. Uh. And Lucretia's got her computer open, which means the chat is up and running. So feel free to hop in and share your thoughts about the show in general or Tell this episode. Tell your feelings. In particular. That's right. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. What are your Tell thoughts? Us. Shut up, Frank. Tell us your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, folks, we're going to learn and love and laugh a lot through the oh, course of this episode. Do a lot. Uh, but if that's something that you're interested in other than Legends of Tomorrow... We have got a podcast just for you, and that's the Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition, currently dropped on iTunes right now. So Conversations with Maria Menounos, created by our AfterBuzz TV founder. Mm. Every week they're going to have uh, celebrity and influencer interviews, talking about health, wellness, family, fitness, everything you need to know to be a better person in life. So go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. And when you do, tell her it was the ABTV crew, Legends of Tomorrow, that got you there. This Because we're not heroes. We're not misfits. We're outcasts. Yeah. We're legends. Uh, we're, we're legends. That's right. Yep. Legends of that's Tomorrow. Uh, legends of Tomorrow. Uh, you can check that out on, uh, on iTunes. But Conversations with Marie Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out. What are you waiting for? Be a better person. That's right. Uh, so, let's uh, before we dive into the episode in particular, what everybody think? We Let's start it early. John Constantine was back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Hooray. also, it seems like... For good? Yeah. Mark? We'll uh, get to it. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh-huh. Bearing the lead. Yeah. All, just all the way. All yes. the way under the mound. I mean, it is the news and gossip of the time. I yeah. Know, but all in due time, Dave Chow. All right. All time. Never mind. Mm. What do I know? Yeah. I liked, uh, this was a very, this was a, uh, Ava Lance, I guess that's the, the ship name, heavy mm. episode. And I liked that. I thought they did a good, I thought they did a good job of like, Kind of uh, working with this relationship, I got real scared about uh, Ava's if she was going to survive mm. this episode, and I'm glad to see that she <coughs> did. So, uh, but I, I kind of I like the relationship stuff, and I thought they built off of it well. And we got to see Sarah goth out. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like I Zombie had a crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. But yeah, I, I, I'll second that. I like the relationship stuff a lot, and not just obviously between the two characters that we've been shipping for a couple of months now, but also just all of the little moments between all the characters. Like, this was an episode of moments for me. Those are the things that leapt out to me the most as I was watching, and those are the things that are still bouncing around my head the most. It's just little quick, like, one-line exchanges yeah well and two i almost feel like this was you know these other constantine appearances have felt like you know he was like just like a guest this one sort of felt like the opening to bringing his character possibly for more because two like you know and i really love the gary stuff like i will say like especially really shined in this episode he was uh yeah, because I felt like she brought around, brought Gary around because she could trust Gary yeah. out of anyone to the Time Bureau. And also, like, no one will believe him. <laughs> he starts talking. Yeah, and um, Cardi Walker brings up, is Constantine bisexual? Yes, he is yes. in the comics. And I like how they've kind of shown this on Legends because he did make a comment about Leo, his yeah. last appearance. But, yeah, him kissing Gary was so cute. <laughs> and Gary liked it. He him. did. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, the episode was good, but I also felt like, and I guess that's just the nature of Legend of Tomorrow, and we kind of get the trailer for next week, too, so, <laughs> uh, just the way, it seemed weird that that was the choice that, uh, Sarah made at the end of the episode. I was hoping that they weren't going to go in that direction. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to stick. That's definitely yeah. going to let. Yeah, that's just, what the CW does, for the, sure. The yeah. thing is, like, something has to get in the way of every relationship, mm-hmm. and I, I'm glad that it was just feelings rather than um, a hand through the chest or something. You know, because it's... I They were leading towards, oh, is Sarah going to kill Ava somehow? Or are they yeah. going to do something? And I would have hated that. It, it's too... If they were going to do something like that at any point in the relationship between these two characters, I feel like it's way too early. Too early, Way yeah. too early, and it wouldn't have meant anywhere near what I think it would mean... It would need to have meant to feel justified. Yeah, I could have used a couple more episodes with them actually as a couple. Like, it didn't minimum, have Minimum, yeah. Because we just got this one. We had the their first date, and now they're full-on like couple material. We got to see Sarah's bedroom, uh-huh. which is yeah. something that that uh, our audience, at the very least, has been clamoring for now for several weeks. The audience see. or just us? It might just be us. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Yeah, they were really into like wanting to see the morning after, and we at least got that in this episode, only yeah. to have our hope stashed. But I feel like this will stick maybe for an episode. Yeah, I do yeah. feel though, like as happy as I was to see the two of them like having this very intimate, romantic, like private moment, moments that we don't always get to see on this show. I do feel robbed that we didn't get to see the other exciting bedroom moment that was alluded to in which Wally discovers <laughs> McRory naked and then at super speed has to figure out how to dress him. Not just what to dress him in, but also the mechanics of dressing a naked heat wave. I love that the hot lesbians, Lex, is like, that was great, but we needed to see Rory naked. It's not <laughs> even seeing Rory naked because it's a CW. You're not going to show you're not gonna show Dominic Purcell's business on the CW. It's more just to see the look on Wally's face. As he processes what fate has now befallen him. Also, Wally, don't just go into someone's room (laughs) and take them. Why do speedsters feel like they can just lay their hands on you at all times? I'm wondering, was he. Yeah, I mean, Iris molested Caitlyn, if we're going with that. Like on the last flash, she just switched clothes clothes. with her. That meant in super speed, there was a moment where where someone was just like, that's right. We know what super speed Mm -hmm. looks like. It's not like fast for the person running it. It was a very slow taking off clothes. That's why I really enjoyed Wally's, just to get for that slow moment of just realizing there's Mm -hmm. mixed junk. Also, mixed junk. junk. 
<laughs> One thing I do like about Mick was uh, he had gloves on. Yeah, Jared Scroggin brings up in the chat, was Rory wearing the gloves to sleep or did Wally put them on him? <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I like the idea that he was completely naked except for the gloves. Yeah. And that was the only thing that he was wearing and then he had to find the robe to put them on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, I feel like that the, the beat of them, somebody going through like a, a, a big journey, a big immersion, emotional journey like Sarah does, more like always in the CD, CW dramas, they like, well, I'm a person with a troubled past. We can't be together. That's what we always see. I was hoping that Legends would just uh, zig where they everybody else zags. And just also, like, it's weird that we had a previous episode where we already have Rip saying, like, she can never learn about this one thing. And we still don't know what it is. But now I have a prediction about what it is, but I'll save it for pr- yeah. predictions. I think this episode was hinting at it a little bit. Oh, I'll be curious to see. Yeah. Based but, on what the trailer we saw for next week is, too. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. Hmm. So, so we'll I could be wrong. Prediction is. But uh, one, thing that, one thing I did really like about their relationship, though, is that after the morning after bed scene where they're talking, she asks about John, and she tells him tells her the truth about John Constantine and about how, like, well, we slept together a couple weeks mm. ago, but we weren't thinking. I like how that was honest and true. Yeah, yeah and I, like, I liked how Ava was, like, jealous the whole time. She's like, he's such a weirdo. Like, it was cute. I yeah. was like, yeah. I feel like one thing we tend to see in CW shows that this was different is they're like, oh, that's no one. I shouldn't tell you about that person. Usually they they extend that lie but because it actually they thought of a storyline where it would be fun for her to know, they had her be honest, and it was kind of a nice moment. And it fit the characters, because yeah. Sarah's not one to hide things. I mean, because even, like, her past, she's been fairly honest, but I think that, you know, this episode sort of made her think about something she had done a little bit darker. But Yeah, yeah it yeah. also made the scene feel more intimate, because hmm. it was open and honest, and it was between the, between the two characters. So, that was good. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, it was a nice little like, little morning after conversation where you just get to yeah. be all honest, share your heart. Share yeah, your and it was a good way to introduce, uh, kind of put a seed in our head about John Constantine yeah. coming in. One thing, though, I find odd about this episode is in a previous episode, this is my, like, geek, excuse me, but in issue number 30. Dave has beef. I got a little yeah. beef because yeah. Yeah. Beef. what happened in the previous episode when... Uh, when Sarah just said, oh, I just called Constantine, and he told me this, blah, blah, blah. Yep, and then now we can't find him because he doesn't have a phone. Because he doesn't have a phone. They, they but in did a previous say, episode, they yeah. said we called say, him. Yep. Yeah, they did say he doesn't currently have a phone, so maybe he So he was by a phone at that yeah. time? Or he also might have know. had a phone and gone, yeah. not magic enough, tossed Yeah, it. he could have just also, been like, oh, screw this iPhone. They're outside of time. No. <laughs> <laughs> what does currently not have a phone mean? <laughs> it means nothing. You're always forgetting you're on a time machine, <laughs> legend. We had to have the opening chicken bit, which was just really, I'm like, as I say, is this a metaphor for something? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. yeah. I, I will say for uh, Ava, who I wasn't a huge fan of at the beginning of the season, just like, but I feel like they've done a really good job of at least yeah. warming everybody up to the idea of having her. She um, also is really good at being, uh, I don't know, cute, flirty, and vulnerable. It yes. comes off as like really she. Makes you, she's really lovable. Yes. I really like Jess McCallum, this actress, because I admittingly watched Mistresses, which she was on previously, and she was the best character. Well, and she (laughs) and Jack by that. This is is why, because, like, sometimes, you know, if you watch stuff on Hulu, Hulu is trying to force you to watch stuff after. And that's what happened. 
That's like it's trying to get me to watch Mistresses. Well, it's trying to like every time it's done. Well, recently it's like no, you should watch the Save by the Bell Hawaiian special. <laughs> you just watched. Wait, what are you watching that's going to make you? Go it's to like that? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. And then it's like you should watch the Hawaiian special of Save by the oh. Bell. I don't understand why. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like with Mistresses, I think it was coming on like after the mini project or something that I was like currently yeah. watching, and I'm like, okay, I'll watch it's this. If it's something kind of soapy, yeah. they're like, you like soapy women stuff, yeah. Mistresses. Huh. I don't know. I was like, it was decent until like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, this episode. We have a bunch of time fractures or time tears, yeah, as they're calling there. Uh, but we had an unusual approach to this episode where we just stay on the wave rider and we send everybody off on missions that we never get to see. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of like. Yeah. I kind of like having off-screen stuff because I like the idea that they're continuing to do stuff that we don't see. And it makes it it makes a ton of sense that they'd be doing this. And it's also nice to see that. They have. It seems like they have jobs of sorts yeah. now, and yeah. it never really felt like that before. They had, they made a huge mistake and then have to fix it, and that's uh-huh. the thrust of most of the season. But now it actually seems like, oh, okay, we have a real fun- a function, a utility. Like uh, we have missions that we can go out on, and we're and, competent at them as well. Yeah, because yeah. they don't come back and say like uh, Einstein. Well, man, guys, so sorry. I ate like the dog. <laughs> yeah. I ate the dog. And you know, it's probably Ray's organizational skills, like his little chore wheel. He, they also have a wheel it's of the, the missions. It's the chore wheel. Yeah. I, you know, and I noticed it a little bit, but ever, but you brought it up uh, last week too about uh, good old Brandon Ralph's Silver Streaks. And I can every time he comes on, it's all I can see. Yeah, this is salt and pepper. That's right, it's just coming through. It's so sexy, though. I will say, I, I love the new addition to Ray's hair. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. When did this though? When this was got to be the last, just the last handful of weeks? Because I don't remember seeing this like in the season premiere. Someone has stopped dyeing their hair. I feel like it is like at right after Crisis on Earth X. I feel like it's sort of to make him. A little seem a little bit older now that we don't have Stein, maybe because oh, I didn't notice it till after that. But and maybe like Ray's just getting stressed out, man. Like after They're Stein like, we is lost gone. one gray hair, we need to get someone who's gonna have gray hair this time. Yeah. next season he's gonna be full gray. That's well, it. this oh. this episode they tried to have Sarah be full gray. That's yeah. right. And uh, well, we get into where we uh, saw the the great container for for all for such valuable pieces that they need to keep away from malice. These totems. Very easy Listen, to get back in. I think in. you're not bothered by the container as much as the display of the container. You want, like, a nice little shelf or something. Yeah. Or, or, like, they're in a secured area. Like, it's a, to walk into just one big room. They're there in the box. Like, well, yeah, but let's have to put the box inside a bigger box and then close that door mm-hmm. and lock it up. All right, Al Gore. Because <laughs> it feels like all those totems are scattered all over the place. We've got Ray working on the fire totem. The earth totem is somewhere else on the ship. And then you've got, <coughs> uh, then you've got the, uh, the death totem. Right. Somewhere else on the ship too. They're all not near each other at all. Yeah, and they also have that. We know we there's that secret room of rips that has all of the like weapons and stuff in it. Can't they put it in there? That makes sense. sense. As we've learned, the safest location on that entire ship is in Mick's room where he's keeping his manuscript. Yeah, Yeah, where you will die. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Which, by the way, you got to give it up for Wally for going into his room and pulling. Or wait, didn't we establish that the death trap was in like some type of utility oh, closet? Yeah. Yeah. Although didn't we tell. also establish that it's totally possible Mick sleeps in a utility closet? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yes. very true. We haven't seen his room yet. That's all very true. <laughs> well, we, we can cross two off. We just have several more to go. Yeah. Uh, so uh, everybody goes on their missions, but Sarah, of course, is uh, called by the death totem and puts it on. She and wants then, that death. Yeah, bad things happen. She gets taken over by Malice, using that to exploit it, because we find out the sixth totem 
were big fans of Malice. As the uh, the other five, big fans, yeah, were uh, didn't like him messing around. Yeah, and also, well, it makes sense that I like the idea that there are totems that are attracted to certain people and they're called to certain people. Like the way the death totem was initially called to Elvis, it is so weird to be like Elvis's death totem is like it's a right sentence up. they said a right. lot. <laughs> and uh, but it's calling out to Sarah because she died, and I think that's a good connection to death. And also, she's killed a lot of people. And I thought this episode it was nice to have a mention of the fact that everyone forgets that she, she was an assassin for a very long time. Which means she killed probably a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. She, an assassin for the League of Assassins under the command of uh, Ra's al Ghul, which means, yeah, she probably killed a whole bunch yeah. of people. Also, one good thing about this episode I liked was she's haunted by this little girl, and we do not know who the little girl is. I don't think we've ever met her before. No. And then we discover what that is, and the little girl is, is someone who's, who saw her parent die. Kind of like a Kill Bill thing. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I think we'll talk about it in predictions. We'll talk about buried. In the predictions. Well, yeah, and, and I like that this was a lot of, like, in-depth we get with Sarah that for things that we know, but we'd kind of forgotten about the assassin stuff and how Sarah, you know, even before she had come back to life, had seen herself more as a monster and sort of dealing with that. And this was really a good character growth. And that's why it did make sense for them sort of to break up at the end, you know, Mm -hmm. for her to protect her. Because Sarah has grown up, but there is still that monster inside her, which had come out. And, you know, I just thought that this was really interesting. And I loved them bringing back the the original canary suit and everything. Yeah. Yeah, That was cool. There were a number of really fun callbacks. There's references both to, like, deep cut uh, concepts from the comic books and also just reaching back into the shared history of all these shows. Like, little things. Like, the fact that... I mean, deep cuts from the comic books. Oh, just even stuff like... I mean, I guess this is not that deep a cut, but I really appreciated that they shouted out... We were talking about this before we jumped on Mike. I love that they shout out that Constantine looks like Sting. Yeah. Because yeah. in the original... When they when uh, Alan Moore and John, uh, Stephen Bissett created him for their run on Swamp Thing... The, the intention was we're gonna this magic guy is gonna he's gonna be sting essentially he's gonna be sting with magic powers mm-hmm. um, stuff like that was fun but also uh, more subtle things like the fact that unless I missed it somewhere else Wally's the only one that still calls Mick heatwave which I think is really interesting. I think that's really fun. And it's like, it's not a consequential thing. But they all really got to know him as Mick. Like, yeah, we know you're Heat Wave, you burn things, but like, no one calls him that. Everyone calls him Mick. But yeah. Wally doesn't know Mick like they do. He knows him from the world of The Flash. So yeah. he calls him Heat Wave. Stuff like that, I think, is fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Or the, the sorry, the one other one was uh, there's t- it's explaining to Wally what <coughs> the, the plan would be. Like, what happens if we, if Malice gets out of his time prison and what happens to reality? Uh-huh. And he's, he's like, oh, is it going to be as bad as Flashpoint? Oh, is that what we're calling that thing Barry did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's similar. It's a little yeah. like it. I like that moment, too. Yeah. I like how they don't quite know the Durgan because they're on a separate show. But I like nice. that they know about it. I like that yeah, they, they because, know about it. Because that would be, that's exactly their purview. So they know about this thing that Barry did. They I'm just also don't... glad they know about that one time Barry time traveled and broke everything, considering they're time traveling all the time. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> baby Sarah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, of course, uh, Sarah, when she gets taken over, puts the, uh, it establishes the uh, Nostromo protocol. Which I like mm-hmm. that. That was cute. Uh, on the wave rider and shuts everything down, turns everything off. Now and, explain explain the Nostromo uh, from Alien, of course, mm-hmm. of course. 
Of course. Of course. I just want to make sure we we don't gloss over that. You know, like, I, give me a stroma, everyone gets it. Anyways. I don't need to talk down to our audience, Dave. You I'm gotta talking, say, uh, like, as we all know. <laughs> yeah. It's from Alien. I was, like, 95% sure that it was from Alien. But I didn't realize it until you said Nostromo. I was like, wait a second. Oh, it's yeah. from Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Then hear it in the actual episode. The one thing, my little mini beef, and I guess it's just the nature, beef. It's the nature of these serialized shows yeah. where you have actors under contract. But uh, once you have somebody turn evil and they want to start eliminating the rest of the crew, they only subdue them. They never really kill them. So like when you knock Wally out and he's laid out on top of Gideon, easy just to kill him. Listen, just kill him. listen, yeah, man. Listen, dude. Listen, man. Lay it on me, Lord. All you, all that means is there's a little bit of Sarah still in there. Yeah. And she's able to hold. It's like how the Hulk never kills anyone. It's because there's a little bit of Bruce Banner who always like holds him back. Yeah, and too, as you use the Hulk analogy, and we've seen a lot of characters go evil on here. I mean, and to be honest, Sarah's death was one of the few that actually, you know was one of the members of the team. It was Thea, mm-hmm. you know, being controlled by Malcolm. And uh, that brings up a good point in the chat, sort of confirming that scene with Sarah and the kid. I wanted to go back in a minute. Derek Hogan said in uh, episode 206 of Arrow, uh, Sarah tells Oliver uh, that she killed a guy in front of his daughter, and that's why she left the league. Whoa. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'll have to go back and watch that. That's, a that's great actually poll. some continuity going on. <laughs> I was it's like, like well. they're fans of their own work. <laughs> and I loved how Gideon was really uh, more upset about Ray being hurt than anybody. I was like, that was so cute. I guess because he's probably the nicest one to her. And was everything. Gideon up- upset about Ray getting hurt or the fact that her lab was destroyed? Yeah, that's I true. feel like uh, uh, come on. the sabotage yeah. is what really bothered yeah. her. Over like anything else. Yeah, but I, I feel like the other thing is like Gideon is at both uh, at both uh, the the coolest piece of uh, hardware that they have, and also the easiest to disrupt. Because I feel like every episode you can easily disrupt Gideon. Well, it's it's the people that disrupt Gideon are the people that turn evil, and it's the people that are given because she's a computer program, and the people that are able to disrupt her are the people that know the passwords. And that's all. That's all that's happening that's getting in the way. It's just if you're evil and you know the passwords to your computer, you can do a lot of shady stuff. That's what's that's well, what's happening. Shady stuff. You got Zari there. She's a computer hacker, though. She should be able to hack all that stuff out. Yeah, yeah. but it's faster to, to find out what the problem is. Also, well, I guess they, they were on lockdown. And, yeah, I guess she could have spent the time hacking. But instead they were trying to find... The big, my uh, little beef that I have in this episode is, and at least they kind of nodded at it, the mistake that they kept doing, was the fact that they kept splitting up. Why? Yeah. Why are you splitting up? At least they kind of made a joke about it. As long as they don't split Split up. up. And then it's like, yeah, now another one splits up. That's no, my other. My, my, I'm going to put a little supplemental beef. A supplement, yeah. a little yeah. thin slice of beef over the other beef until you have a nice, <laughs> good stack of beef. You would think that uh, Malice wanted to get all the totems. Already mm-hmm. is hopefully has like a, a a grab on Sarah for the death totem. But you knock out Zari. Why not? You, why don't you grab the wind totem right then? Uh, you know, you're, you're beating because the hell. there's a little bit of Sarah <laughs> you know? still controlling. Yeah, it does a bit. pretty consistently. It does seem like everyone gets tunnel vision as soon as they have one of these things in their hand. They ignore all of the other ones immediately uh-huh. in their vicinity, no matter how accessible they may be. This seems to be maybe it's part of the totem's magic. Well, right. Well, I mean, all they could have done to solve that, honestly, was have it so they do steal <laughs> Zari's totem. If she, if he does, they, the mouse does steal Zari's totem and is just looking 
for the uh, green grass totem. The earth earth totem and can't quite find it. That's all they really I wield the grass totem. (laughs) (laughs) Nate's holding it as, as, as she's beating the heck out of him. So, yeah. like, beat him, just take that guy. So at least yeah, I'm saying this is how they could have yeah. solved that. That's but they, they didn't. It's because Sarah was still a little bit in there. Uh, and take it over. You would think, like, at least the ticking clock would be, now we've got it. She's got the totems. We have to stop her from getting the jump From ship. getting the other totem. Yeah. Or, 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 or leaving she, the ship, yeah. yeah. yeah I figure, like, that. Because you could still get the, all the totems back at the end of the episode. But I feel like just, I wanted them to let's be Let's go back in time and let's write this ourselves. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds we're going uh, to go. <laughs> yes. All right, bye. <laughs> wow, what a great episode, guys. Wow, everything, was, uh, everything worked out really well. Not a no single beats. logical mm-hmm. gap that no. I can sense. Everything's plugged in. I especially like that great cameo by that large hairy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just dancing yeah. in the background. Just dancing, that's all I do. <laughs> While Constantine was chasing the chicken, there's Dave Child in the back. Hey, I'm here too! (laughs) It's weird that was his only line, I'm here too. What did that mean? I know. Mysteries. So, uh, of course, while everybody's caught up in the Wave Rider, uh, Ava uh, holograms in, finds out what's up, and then has to go on the search with Gary to find John Mm -hmm. Constantine. Yes. Fun hologram stuff, by the way. I like her being in Mick and having to ask Mick to move. (laughs) That was nice. So, uh, Lucretia, are you happy where we found John Constantine at the beginning of this episode? Yes, as I say, that was that was pretty funny. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, like we're on marriage uh, spells or conjurings. Yep. For uh, now, locals. was the chicken her husband, or was were they doing that for her husband? That's what I couldn't tell. I think it was a spell for her son. Yeah. Right? Oh, I thought married. maybe her son was. Oh, I thought maybe her son was the chicken. She was trying to. <laughs> was her son was the she chicken? was trying. He was trying to turn the chicken back into her son. And was like, you know what? This is gonna have to wait. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Just be, a, be a just don't eat your night. son. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. And if your son lays any eggs, I wouldn't recommend it. That's yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying. That's your grandkids. Yeah. But uh, I just got weird. I do like Constantine's dynamic in this, where yeah. it's just uh, you know he's, he's yeah. up front. And it's like, yeah, hey, no, Sarah, she's a she's a damaged woman, but uh, she's worth fighting for. I also like the oh, it's okay. I have a psychic connection to Sarah because we've slept together. And then Ava yeah. was like, I <laughs> also have a better psychic connection. I liked how Gary, too, uncomfortably pointed out, oh, y'all both have had sex with Sarah. Like, it was <laughs> just so like, excited oh, about he it. was Gary. so happy. It's like, we're all friends now. Yeah. Uh, I like that there was a Doctor Who joke. What, yep. was it, what was the Doctor Who joke? He says, yeah. uh, Constantine says something about, like, uh, uh, I forget exactly how he sets it up, but he's like, oh, blah, 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 if I did this, I'd be just like that Doctor something. Doctor bloody whoever. Bloody whoever. Like, yeah. and, and they go, Gary and, and Ava both go, who? Who? Yeah. And he goes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't paying attention to this episode at all. <laughs> but I like, I like that a lot because what it suggests is that Doctor Who is very much a thing, an intellectual property that exists in this universe, and and they know about it, and apparently it's never once come up how similar their adventures are <laughs> to that of the Doctor. I also like the idea that Rip has actually just been in Doctor Who, and that there is no actor, it's just it's just Rip. And he's just spent, because he spent time, like, being a director. Yeah, exactly. I hope that we get an episode where it is just like, okay, well, this is what Rip's been doing whenever he's gone, is he's just being Doctor Who. I've got the acting bug. Yeah. I've got it. Oh, um, so Holly Holly Lockhart in the chat also is uh, pointing out the Bebo socks. Yeah. Which is great. And I... 
I profoundly <coughs> enjoy how much Bebo seems to have seeped into the DNA of this entire universe. Bebo is now the mm. glue <laughs> of of the CW superhero. Bebo is yeah. the, he's the <laughs> Phil Coulson of the CW DC <laughs> team yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah. Brings them all together. The uh, one thing with the uh, Constantine, I had a great point, and it now just escaped my my noggin there. Mm-hmm. So where do I even dwell about that? Yeah, he's uh, oh, the one thing I like is because uh, Gary goes on this long tale about his Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yes. Dragon oh, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. And the Constantine is like, nope, you finish the story. No, we want to hear it all. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was not expecting that choice. I, I like that. I, I liked it too because like I feel like like with me, it's like I want to listen to you talk, so maybe I can start thinking about it in the way. And then of course that's when he figures it out and kisses him. He's like, all right, like. <laughs> You know, maybe think about this. Yeah, it was a nice being like, yeah, yeah. you've got wisdom, Gary. Yeah. You've got wisdom. And I also like the idea that maybe he sees a magic in Gary. Yes. <laughs> that we he's don't... a ninth level warlock. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, oh, Dungeons Dragons don't count. But maybe it's actually there, which is why the episode ends with Constantine playing Dungeons and Dragons that was with so Gary. Cute. Maybe he actually has some magic abilities. I don't know. That was I was impressed. I was like, oh, all right. I was not expecting. I'd watch an episode of Legends where it end with John Constantine playing D anD. I know. D&D. I was I was really excited for that. I don't really play D anD. d But I do love when it's brought up in things like that, especially this like John Constantine who's supposed to be this cool guy, you know, wanting to play D anD. d with Gary. I'm like, this is kind of sweet. It's I mean, like yeah. Oh, if you gotta if you gotta lay back and and you know have fun, D anD. is good. Yeah. Good thing to do. That's true. Uh, the one thing is, so while uh, Sarah is in Malice's realm, she does uh, meet an apparition, or if it is really the real version of Nora, uh, somehow uh, talking to her like, hey, you know, just give in to this. Uh, forget about your evil. You know, just accept it and just be on our team. Well, you got to remember last time we saw her, she was being taken over by Malice as well. Yeah. She right, was right, getting right. like that, the like... Black lines on her face and stuff. And it was interesting because she says, like, "I'm still mad at Oliver for killing my my father." Which, understandably, your father gets killed. That's terrible. But I also feel like nobody brings up to the point like your father was also a terrible man. And as a child, you may not be re- realize that because he's keeping some of that away from you. But you're an adult with the capability to travel through time that nobody is like that. She hasn't looked into her father, and nobody else has presented her information about how well, evil her father was. What she was saying was even <coughs> while she was young and and uh, a little girl, she was still damaged and had a darkness in her because she witnessed her dad being killed in front of her. I think that's what she was saying. True. Yeah, like, that was pretty dark. But. Yeah, but also <laughs> the fact that her father was not like this altruistic guy that was like, oh my gosh, he was so brutally killed down. Still, your dad died in front of you. <laughs> Understandable. It's very complicated. I mean, that usually creates superheroes. I mean, yeah. Arrow, Flash. I mean, or supervillains. Yeah. But if you found out, certainly you see your dad get killed in front of you. A terrible thing, for sure. But if you then later find out that your dad was this monster who had a plan of destroying... No, man. It's I don't not think that's reasoning gonna, like yeah, that. It's not going to make it easier to get over him being killed. It's going to make it so dad. much harder to process everything. Because not only did you witness this horrifically scarring, traumatic thing, also your dad was like the Antichrist on top of it and you never knew. It's yeah. not like, oh, it's good that he's dead then. That's not how your mind <laughs> right. works. No, it like, would be how mine would work. <laughs> oh, well, Frank. It would. You are, not, are you a robot? I am. You know I'm dead. Inside. Frank yeah. killed both of his parents. Oh. They, they did. That's <laughs> yes. very true. Oh, Frank! Frank is uh, <laughs> and he there. It live yeah. on yeah. the internet. But so yeah, this is, this like is court of law, no fine, matter right? how bad your dad is, like you still don't want to watch him die in front of you, and it honestly makes it more conflicting with the feelings and possible supervillains. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, why know. that's the difference between a hero <laughs> and a villain. You are a sociopath. That's right. I Great. Am. I am. Yeah. 
Cool. You know, that's why Oliver got real dark after seeing his mom die, because she was pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But, uh, damn, she's just so one note about this. So, like, at least I heard... <laughs> Get <laughs> over <laughs> it! Yeah. Yeah, you saw your dad die. I mean, her dad also came back to life, but yeah. that doesn't make her... That doesn't make the scar go away. It's still there. It's still like a damage that you have to deal with. Back, what are you crying about? Get over it. Like <laughs> if a stranger was murdered in front of you, it would be jarring. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Speaking that. Speaking of <laughs> of uh, parents being killed in front of people, uh, can I can I do a prediction? Let's get to predictions. Yeah, I got a prediction. Squiggle, 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 squiggle. Rattle, 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 rattle. Lights, 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 lights. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that's this extra better, sound that's effects, a buddy. Thing. So, one thing that's interesting is that um, one thing. What is your? What did you? What did you think when you when we had that moment oh. when we were talking about it? You want me to eat? Yeah, I'm yeah, going to eat your your prediction. It right? might be different, but I want to see what you said. So, because I had this moment, because you said you had a theory about it, and then we sort of locked eyes at that moment. So, is so your theory, theory, theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon? No, something isn't right there. Uh, <laughs> do you think that the daughter of the man Sarah killed is Ava? I don't think that really, because okay. I think they made a point. Of making her Middle Eastern, and yeah. Ava's not Middle Eastern. I didn't actually see the. Ki- this yeah, is like my weird dark. blind spot like, of yeah, this yeah, episode. Yeah. Is I cannot remember what this she kid had looked a dark like at all. Complexion. I think that was, but I think that was to not have us jump ahead. And I think that Ava. I think Sarah did kill someone of Ava's. Okay, family. I think we're going to find out that that Sarah has killed someone who's connected to Ava, and that's the secret that uh, Rip was trying to hide. That's mm. my theory. Okay. But isn't there something about... I didn't see the teaser for next week either. Isn't there something about robots? Well, yeah. multiple versions of Ava. Yeah, it appears okay. that there's, like, clones of Ava. Some oh. people have speculated robots. I mean, you know, but I, I honestly think that that may be not even the secret. Because that's almost too easy, and they're showing too many teasers for it. I'm like, I really think that that's a red herring. Right. Right. Yeah. I also wonder, do we know how Zari's parents... Do we know what happened to Zari's parents? Because if we want to make that little girl someone connected who's from the future. Yeah, like. Would that, would the timeline line, because she's pretty far in yeah, the, yeah, the future. Right. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty far, so that wouldn't work. Cause, yeah, because Sarah wasn't time traveling at yeah. that point. Okay, yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, the, my 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 thing is maybe that, uh, that maybe Ava was connected to someone who Sarah killed, but if I didn't see the next week on, so yeah, we'll maybe see. she's a robot. Uh, as we wrap up, we talked a little bit about uh, a little at the beginning of the episode. We alluded to it uh, in terms of news and gossip. Uh, John Constantine, Matt Ryan, has been said that he will come out as a series regular for season four if Ooh, it gets picked whoa. up. And given that it, uh, right now in the current CW shows, it ranks in number five out of the 12 shows that they have. So it seems odds are, especially adding Sunday night programming into their lineup, uh, the chances are and pretty good. I think, get, haven't, haven't the renewals tended to come a little bit late in the season generally? Yeah, and they haven't renewed any of the shows. So, like, there's not honestly not that much danger as opposed to some other shows. Please watch Ass vs. Evil Dead, guys. Please, we, we want more. It's a good show. Yeah. Subscribe but, to Stars. Yeah. Although I feel like an announcement like this is also them just being preemptive. Like, let's make it as easy as possible them to, for them to greenlight us. Well, and two, if anybody knows that this... If nagging works, this is an example of, you know, it's true power because some of us did never never shut up and now we have him possibly being a series regular if this season picks up. And, of course, I mean, I'm pretty sure 98% it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it is definitely going to be a different dynamic, I think, having him aboard the Wave Rider. Yeah. Yes. It did feel, though, even just in this episode where he wasn't really spending time with much of the team as such, he still felt so – like his last episode, and I wasn't here to talk about it with you guys, I thought he was it was absolutely wonderful to see him, but my big – fear in the back of my head was it's like oh my god if they bring this guy on full time he is he's so pulls focus like he's he so the center of attention in every single scene that he's in how is that going to work as far as maintaining a balance between all of these characters this episode he felt to me granted he only had to worry about really playing off of Ava and Gary but he felt to me so much more settled and balanced as part of the ensemble well what I'm wondering is if they make it so Ava Lance does stick around if Ava is around and she's actually in a loving relationship with Ava which I kind of hope they do because I think too often it's they have a relationship and then they break it off. If they're in a loving relationship, we're going to miss our uh, sexy bisexual sleeping through history. Mm. So bringing in Constantine, he's now the new sexy bisexual sleeping through history. And we can have a lot of fun with that. Yes. And that could be how, that will be probably more of his stories. Well, and two, he just seems like a character that will fit well with with uh, opposite Mick, like kind of doing the bad boy thing, like Snart, but also he can be, you know, really helpful and kind of play opposite Ray like Mick does. Yeah. He just seems to really fit in. Yeah. yeah. It should be a nice addition. Uh, things we'll talk about more as the series uh, progresses because he's going to be in the season finale for this season. If mm-hmm. if they do come back, as we all seem to think that they will, and John Constantine is a series regular, that means we are just ever so much closer to getting Swamp Thing on one of these shows. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, that's why I was kind of hoping that Nate became Swamp Thing with that Earth Totem. I was just like, come on, come on. No, I don't want him bit. to become Swamp I don't want thing. him to be I Swamp Thing. I want there to be a Swamp Thing. I want there to be a real Swamp Thing, but I was like, could they at least just give us a little nudge there? Just a, just just a, a little, little bit. bit of swamp just a little bit. Well, it was the thing with the totems that we find out that it doesn't necessarily work for every person. No. Uh, because it doesn't work for Nate, but Mick very much has an affinity for fire. So It feels like they might be setting up for a Swamp Thing. Because it yeah. feels like they have a Earth Totem. That has swampy, swampy powers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what might happen is something happens at the end of the battle where they lose the totem and maybe it ends up in a swamp and a thing arises. Honestly, dude, oh, just gi- just give me this, right? Just just give me... Constantine says something about, we gotta figure out, we gotta figure out what to do, how can we use the totems that we have to trim tables on Malice, whatever. Just give me a reference to, like, well, we can use the Earth Totem to communicate with the green. That's all I need. Yeah. You don't have to give me a swamp. You don't have to give me swamp Ooh, thing this season. Just, just yeah. that. Seriously, just give me, just please, just guys, give me, me, just give me that. Just give me that much. And two, since we did get Constantine as a series regular... It's like, this could happen. They do listen to us, guys. This, this is true. It's only because of us. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, That's we, we make all the calls. And uh, yeah. speaking of sleeping through history, Luna Malfoy 7 brings up Jonah Hex will also be in the finale. Could we have a Jonah Rip uh, Constantine? Every, just every, oh, just no. three dudes in brown <laughs> coats just going just, at it with each other. Yeah. <laughs> There's some just brown coat a big action. pile of brown Malfoy. coats, and like that's all we need mm, to see. Yeah, we just see them hanging yeah. in the pile. <laughs> We know what's happening next door. Well, we're going to go and off work on our slash fiction <laughs> for this incredible three-way in, in preparation for the season finale. Uh, uh, in the meantime, though, folks, thanks for watching the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. Thanks, everybody, for wrapping in the chat. 
Appreciate all your uh, uh, your interest, your thoughts, your comments. But as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. And if you want to stay in touch with any of us after the show's over, Lucretia, where can they find you? Since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And I have two shows that I do on my own. It's uh, The Red Room, which is my horror show that's on YouTube, iTunes, and a lot of other podcasting apps every Thursday. And every Tuesday, like today, I have Mrs. Brightside, which is audio only, can be found on all those podcast apps. I've had Dave Child on there, and feel, feel free to tweet Frank and Lex on what they need to think of the bright side of so that they can join too. It's really going to happen. There seem to be some people that are genuinely concerned that I'm not going to do your show at I any know. point. It is a 100% unless I die, it is a 100% certainty that I will do your show. So if you're listening and you're afraid that it won't happen, it will I can't speak for Frank though. Frank is notoriously expensive. Yeah. He right. his his people play uh, mean hardball. Yeah. My like, writer's long and it is extensive. It, oh, it's, uh, so many things about the way you like your M&Ms. Anyway, uh, I am Lex Michael. I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. I also do a podcast with Tari J. Miller called Missing Out, where we talk about art, media, culture, experiences, why some of these things resonate with us the way that they do, how they have shaped us. It is the retrospective that's introspective. We do short-form episodes every Monday. We call it Missing Out Monday, little bite-sized bits of what we've been digging the past week. And our full episodes drop every Tuesday. This week, we are joined by Andrew Mena to talk about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. We hope you'll come check that out. We had a blast doing it. The show is wherever podcasts can be found. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and uh, on Twitter, at Missing Outcast. Uh, we love you. Mwah. And I'm Dave Child. Uh, you can find me at mrdavechild or davechild.com where you can go and see the music video I made for Darling Side uh, with Chris Fleming where I'm dancing in a very cold abandoned warehouse in Massachusetts. So watch that at davechild.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. I don't know if I'd ever be on any podcast that would want me as a guest. That doesn't speak well. <laughs> uh, but folks, we'll be back. We'll be back next Wednesday, uh, next Tuesday night. That's right. I'm going to get my days correct. Next yeah. Tuesday night, right here at 8 p.m. for another edition of the uh, Legends of the, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I'm stroking as I'm saying this. Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> after show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Does anybody smell? I'm stroking. Uh, I smell a copper. <laughs> What's going on? Get swampy. <laughs> Bye. Get from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Swamp! <laughs> <laughs> Herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.